Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question here in this service tonight. And those of you looking in by television, I'd like to ask you a question also. What are you programming yourself for? What are you setting yourself up for? Because people in general are constantly programming themselves for things without realizing it. People are constantly setting themselves up for negative experiences without realizing it. And then some, many times after people condition themselves and set themselves up for certain negative experiences and these negative experiences come into their lives, they say, why did this happen to me? And I want to give you a good example of that right now. A few years ago, when I first came to the city of New York to minister in mass evangelistic work, a lady came to me in counseling and said to me, Reverend Ike, I want you to pray for me. Because I am here in New York City working very hard, trying to keep up with my bills and not making much success. And at the same time, I'm trying to build myself a house back down in South Carolina where I came from. So that when I get old and feeble, I will have somewhere to go to. I can sit out on my front porch in my rocking chair. And so I looked at her and I said, Lady, do you know what you are doing to yourself? Here you are, healthy and strong, and you're programming yourself to become old and feeble. Listen to what she said again. I've talked about her many times. I just finally identified her Sunday. And I'm going to call her up here before the cameras in just a moment. <laughs> I said, you said, you're, you're saying that you're working hard, struggling, trying to build a house so that when you get old and feeble, you will have somewhere to go. I said, do you realize that you are programming yourself to get old and feeble? And so I talked her out of the idea of building a house and preparing it for her days when she would get old and feeble. I said, build a house, but build it to enjoy it. Don't build it for a place to get old and feeble in. It's like these people, you know, who save for a rainy day. Let me tell you, if you save for a rainy day, you're setting yourself up for a rainy day. You're programming yourself for a rainy day. I am not against saving, but don't save for a rainy day. Because if you save for a rainy day, honey, it's going to rain.
Stay right there. Stay right there. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. economics but most of all I have learned how to work with cosmic economics and that's what we teach here and you some people never dream or visualize themselves at that point where they can have money working for them you are not designed to go through this world working for money all of your days in this dimension before you leave here you should reach that point where money is working for you I'm telling you folks some of you something here that was never told to you before some of you know it. Most of you don't. Most people think that all their days they've got to work for money. But you never really get into big money until you have your money working for you. You see, and that's the big thing about having money but not letting money, but not letting money have you. In your visualization, see yourself with saving certificates. Interest-bearing accounts. See yourself with the right stocks and bonds. Now, don't go down and put your money on wrong stocks. This is why you must begin in your mind and tune into divine ideas so that you will be led and guided. And don't give your money to, some, to the first glib investment counselor that comes along. Be guided from within. And I see it here now. I visualize it for many of you, and I feel many of you accepting it now. And mark my word on this. Inside of the next 12 months, from this date, and I want you to write this date down right now. All of you who don't have, some of you who may not have a paper, have paper and pencil with you, when you get home, write down this date. Write down this date and write with it 
I see myself having money working for me. Repeat that with me. I see myself having money working for me. Let me give you the prophecy. For the divine fortune teller in your mind says to you, before these things spring forth, I tell you of them. Inside of 12 months from this date, some of you who never knew anything about having money to work for you are going to come back up here on the same platform. And you're going to write me. And you're going to tell me, Reverend Ike, I have some money working for me. How do you think rich people got rich? By working for money? You never get rich, you never get wealthy by working for money. You only get wealthy by having money, what? Working for you. Some of you have never had this told to you before. And pardon me for being racial, but especially you black people. <laughs> but you know what Brother Seabrook said about Big Daddy Green Power. He'll turn you on. All right. And I want to say this again, and I want to be redundant. I'm telling you something that's very important. I'm telling you something right now some of you never heard before, and some of you will never hear in church. All you ever hear where you go is pie in the sky by and by when you die. But I'm teaching you how to get the pie before you die. And if you get some pie, you won't die so soon. Seriously, hmm. what she is is an Aryan. She is what the real Aryans look like. Quit being fooled by that lie that the Nazis told long and loud about Aryans being blonde-haired and blue-eyed. They aren't. They're swarthy, dark-haired, dark-eyed, just like Camilla Harris. And her own father hmm. called her a liar and a fraud in an article he wasn't quoted in. He wrote for a Jamaican periodical. I met the man. He was introduced to me as one of our Hindu citizens. That grandmother, great-grandmother of hers that she wants to claim is black, her father describes as a Hindu housekeeper. You see, her mother is dark, but she's described as a Caucasian because she is. See, Caucasian... Negroid, etc., Mongolian, Ma, uh, it, it's not listed by color. It's by certain characteristics. Now, if you looked at a regiment of famous Hindu fighters in World War II, they looked like a bunch of homeboys out the hood. I had some Hindu people work for me on my show. One of them was a beautiful woman. She said, Judge, I'm not a black woman. I'm a Hindu. Hmm. She says, I'm an Aryan. Their technical name is Indo, I-N-D-O hyphen. Aryan, A-R-Y-A-N. The one who's the Nazis we're talking. The information station changing the nation. 
Peace, peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L. here on High Side Radio, the information station changing the nation. Um, I hope y'all I, I hear that clip. Uh, that was Judge Joe Brown. I was watching a video. Actually, I'll give y'all the link to that video in the chat. He was talking about Carmela Harris and how she's Aryan. That falls in line with a lot of stuff I teach about how the definition of black was switched around. See, they took these terms and they put color on them. Like he explained, the Aryan's about characteristics, where they come from. It was never about the shade of skin. That concept came concept of skin color, the division of skin color is a western ideology when you had the Bacon Rebellion where all groups of people from different backgrounds got together and came against the the British government and it was like hey we got to separate these people and then they started doing it by color and of course because they were doing it by color People that were actually from the indigenous tribes jumped ship and because their skin was lighter and started claiming to be Caucasian and white. In fact, <laughs> in my own family, on my mom's side, I was doing research into the background because I'm digging into the roots, really getting deep. And um, my great-grandfather my yeah my great-grandfather uh no no my great-great-grandfather my uh great-grandmother's uh father enlisted into the army as a caucasian man because he can get away with it because his skin was so light so these are the things that was going on because things were getting heated and certain groups of people by the shade of their skin were getting privileges. You see it in, you see it here. You, you see amongst our people now, you know, you got people who get certain status and because they look a certain way, they get better treatment. Still going on today. Nothing has changed. So yeah, that is, um, uh, what he was talking about. It's a good video. Oh, I'm trying to camera it. Um, let me see if I can get that video for you. Since we're talking. Alright, I'm gonna put it in the by the way, can you guys hear me pretty good? Am I am I coming in loud and clear? There's a video. Watch the whole thing because even at, at about an hour in, they start he starts talking breaking down Barack and his his true history and how he's related to the Bush family. I've heard that before. Oh, that 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 statement. I did hear that. Oh, uh, but he, you know, listening to Judge Joe Brown, he really goes into some real details. You know, he he really knows his history. 
I also know that he's in disagreement with Dan Calloway about the whole that we're indigenous and uh, things like that. I know that. But overall, I think he's a, he's a good source of information. I'm going to try to get him on the show. Try to, I'm going to try to get him on. See if I can talk with him in depth about because in there he talked about certain things briefly, but I, I really want to go into depth about that Aryan and groups of people and their origin, uh, where they originated from. Uh, I think he can share some good information on that. So, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing okay? We got a Moore in the house. Peace, uh, Yazia Bay. Peace Discipleship Ministry. Sea King Bay. Um. Karen in the house. Oh, who else? Who else? J5 Jackson says greeting. Thanks, Corinne. I'm glad oh, you guys can hear me good. Um, uh, bronze flat power guard in the house. That's who's in the house so far. All right. Uh, tonight I'm going to talk about a success story that was mentioned in the, the, the biweekly premium membership class yesterday. Brother, you know, he's been going at, it, going at it hard with the IRS. They put a lock-in letter on the job. And uh, not only did he get some success, he got a check, a nice-sized check at that. He gave him his money back money that they were taking. They gave it back to him, you know? Oh, this is my beet juice. Um, uh, so I'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk about what are you programming your mind to receive? Because you know everything you are receiving now, everything you have at this moment is a direct result of what you have been programming your mind to receive. Everything. The relationships, the money, the house, the cars, everything. The friendships is a direct correlation to what you were thinking about. It's like Reverend Ike said, your mind is like a a movie projector, projecting to the world everything that's in your mind. You're projecting out things that you think are just happenstance are not necessarily happenstance. They're energy waves you're sending out, thought waves. And you could prove it. You could. Have, I, I have actually thought about something and then pick up my phone, there's an ad for it. I hadn't said anything. I hadn't talked about it. Nothing. I thought about it, and and it shows up on my phone or it shows up on my computer. So that means that somehow through these these energy waves, these microwaves that are shooting through the air, five G picking up your thoughts. See, everybody thought this 5G technology was going to kill them. And it's not healthy, I'll tell you that. It's not. But 
those 5G wages so that they can connect to your wave pattern. See, they have found out, they have figured this out years ago, that our thoughts are energy waves going out into the atmosphere, everywhere. It's going out there. And that energy wave doesn't rest until it connects to the same energy wave so that it can bring it back to you so that you can see and feel and touch the things that you desire. So if you are constantly living in fear, constantly depressed, you have all of these issues in your life, that means that your mindset is sending these waves out there. And it will connect to everything that can cause you stress and depression, poverty thoughts. It's going to connect to all of that. It's going to connect to everybody that's broke and everybody that can drain you. Yeah, sometimes you'll have moments where you're going to make, have a lot of money, but if your mindset is predominantly poverty-driven, you're going to have that money and it's going to be gone just like that. That's why most people who hit the lottery who, are, who have not trained their mind to accept wealth, the statistics is that about three to five years that all of that money has gone. Maybe a little bit longer. It went millions and it's gone. Wow, how? I've actually seen people get upwards of $100,000 in one setting and it's gone within a year. All of the money, just at one time, it's gone. They will, because their mind, because their habits, and they believe that it that they're not supposed to be wealthy. They don't believe in being wealthy. They don't have a respect for money. They're gonna do everything they can to throw that money away or give it away. They're gonna do everything they can to take that wealth, that money. I wouldn't say it's wealth, and put it back into someone else can receive well, that knows how to make that money grow. That's what they'll give it to. Money does not stay with the poor. Money does not stay with the broke-minded. Money does not stay with people who do not know and who are not programmed to hold on to money. Money only stays with the people that are programmed to have wealth. It only stays with them. Why? It's in money. It's a currency. It's the energy. It will flow like water to the path of least resistance and rest where it is welcome. See, wealth is not welcome to the poor because the poor, the broke, the poverty mindset person has a secret contempt for people with money. Maybe not. Sometimes not so secret. Sometimes it's out and open. You can see it. I see God. I, I listen. I uh, I have. Uh, I follow Elon Musk and other wealthy people, and I read some of the comments. Every time they'll just post like a couple of words and then people just attack them for those couple of words. Just find something they, they gotta find something wrong. Why? Because they they 
have a problem with Walmart. Not the person themselves. It's the, what they represent. They represent prosperity. They represent an abundance. And people that don't represent that do not connect with people that did. And when they'll try to, you see what they did to Christ, right? Christ was a wealthy man. Not only spiritually, but he they had money because he had a treasure. As soon as they could find something wrong with the Christ, they wanted him executed. Why? Because they want to see more people like that. They're okay if you like that. They're okay when you're broke just like that. They, they love that. Now they don't have to work. They don't have to build up towards something. See, but the Christ mindset, what the Christ was teaching at that time was to elevate yourself, disconnect from these systems that say you have to do things a certain way, that say that you have to execute somebody for adultery. All of these rules and regulations that most of the people weren't following themselves. See, the people were okay as long as he was doing something for them, healing them, making them walk, uh, exercising demons, making them see, heal the woman with the issue of blood. See, as long as he was feeding them and doing things for them, they were fine. But then when the the authorities, the religious authorities swooped in on them, and then the, the government was against them, his, his own disciples dispersed, as he had foretold. That's why I don't understand why people, you know, they, they claim they know the Bible, they're very religious and they know things, and they, and they, they get confused why people don't want to follow them on their journey to prosperity. Your journey to prosperity is a solo trip. Now, you're going to have people who are going to follow you for a time. Jesus' 12 apostles follows him for a time until it was things got really, really tough when they had to really show what they were taught. They were, as soon as it hit, they were gone. You know, and this is all symbol, symbolism. Because the 12 apostles represent 12 aspects of the Christ mind. See, all of the negative aspects, the, the doubting, the, the pushback, and all the ones that weren't going to stand, in order for Christ to even go through that process of being sacrificed or executed, he had to defeat the 12 aspects of his mind. He had to defeat that. He had to kill all of that. When he went off to pray and to meditate before he went off to, before they came and got him for this crucifixion, and he came out and he found the apostles, they were all sleeping. He was, he was talking to himself. He can't be sleeping. He was falling asleep while, while meditating. This is all symbolism. These are not actual characters that they're talking about. I know, I know you religious folks don't want to hear that. And you don't have to, because they got plenty of channels that talk about it in a traditional way. So you're welcome to stop right now. This is bothering you to go over there. But I'm going to keep telling you. It was a battle within himself because he went around trying to teach people to, 
to engage them into raising their consciousness. They didn't want to raise their consciousness. They just wanted the healing. They just wanted the food. That's it. Anything past that, they would, oh, I'm good. Then when it was time, because see, he can only teach for a certain, you can only try to elevate people for a certain time and to the point where they're holding you back on this physical realm, this earthly realm, when they, and you got to let them go. So when it came time for him, him to let them go, when he had to sacrifice all of the things that would hold them back and leave those apostles behind, of course they wouldn't. Because he had to become one with his purpose. He had to become laser focused on what he had to do. And that was raising himself past the physical into the spiritual, higher consciousness of his existence. But on a physical level, that's pretty much how it is here. Your friends are not going to follow you to success. Your family is not going to follow you to success. You can leave that alone. They'll watch you from a distance, and they'll say things like, oh, how, you still doing that show? You still doing that? Now, y'all know me. I've done my show religiously, consistently, every Tuesday for the past seven years. I might have missed a handful of shows. Just, I mean, I don't think I've missed that many shows in all the seven years. Although sometimes I say I'm not going to do a show. And today was one of those days. I'm not going to do a show. But I'm doing one. The key to success is, is consistency. That's the key. All the other things are additives because you perfect your craft as you are persistent. But back to these people that you're trying to elevate. Let them be who they're going to be because their elevation is may not be right now. Their elevation might be sometime in the future. It took me a while to get where I am. And I had to really realize that why are you trying to elevate people? Your job is just to put the message out. There. Why are you getting upset because they're not listening? See, that's selfish and that's kind of egotistical. People don't have to. They really don't. They don't they don't have to they see they have to follow their God consciousness where it leads. So take the burden off yourself and stop but they don't do this and they don't that. man I have I got like the Christ. <laughs> he he was okay with his apostles gone. Those twelve aspects of his mind. Gone. He's okay with it now. The nagging and the doubt and the pulling back and, and and holding them back, the falling asleep, the laziness. He defeated that, and he went on to bigger and better things. So, if you got goals, you got aspirations, you got, and you got to be specific about what you want. You got to put a specific number on the, the amount of money you want to make the type of house you want, the type of car you're going to drive. You've got to be specific. And you got to have a plan. Now, I'm still working on that, writing things down and staying focused. It's very hard to stay focused when um, you have a lot of distractions around you. It's 
people will not come when they're not following you. They listen like they act like they're listening, but they really until they're ready. You plant the seed in somewhere down the line, it might be a year, two, five, ten, twenty. They might get there. Then they'll be coming to you like, oh man, I've been reading this stuff, and guess what? It says this and that. And then you're sitting back saying, man, I talked about that 20 years ago to you. And I'm telling you, don't even say that because they don't even remember because they were so unconscious at the time to what you were saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought about with energy. Their energy at the time would not connect to the message that you were trying to give them. So they didn't even hear it. It didn't even register. But now it's registering, and they're like, man, they feel like it, it just came out. No, it didn't come out of nowhere because you had planted the seed a long time ago, and now it's connecting, and their energy, their wavelength is wanting that. Most people don't want to change until something drastic happens, something extreme causes them extreme harm, extreme stress. That's when people, most of the time, make a move. It's like... They go to reach for a pot and it's hot and don't realize it. <laughs> oh, wow, that's hot. I got to be careful the next time. They, they'll think about that. Next. There's so many people I've warned and say, yeah, you know, don't do that. And I've gave, given good logical reasons why not to do it. They still did it anyway. And eventually, somewhere down the line, they, they received the results and they said, man, you, you called that. And I, used to, yeah, I used to be like, yeah, I told you did it. Now it's like, whatever. <laughs> you, okay, I'm glad you see that. People do have to experience their own problems. And unfortunately, we get into this mindset that we can help people, as in this chat. Somebody say, ascension, ascension can be lonely, but it's needed. I'm going to have to reword that. It's not lonely. It's not lonely. Once you understand that you are whole and complete within yourself and everything you need resides within you, then there's no need for loneliness. There's no need for that desire to have people in your presence. It becomes a privilege and a, okay, I want to have people in my presence because this what I choose to do at the time, but it's not a necessity once you understand who you really are. Any feelings of loneliness can be credited to the fact that you have not realized how complete and whole you are. Yes, it's good. We want to make connection with people. Yes, do it. But if you don't have the connections, you should not be feeling sad and lonely. That means that you have not raised your level of consciousness to understanding who you really are. You made the sole choice to come into this world to experience all that you experience right now. And you are experiencing in this these experiences on all different levels. But because we're programmed with a singular mind from birth, we have people directing our attention to this and that and that, making our, our, our consciousness 
focus on all the unnecessary things that we lose sight of our power of our consciousness and our awareness of everything around us. We have lost touch with picking up energy waves. These computers haven't lost touch. As soon as you think it, it's going to be an add-on. I thought I was going crazy. I said, man, I was just thinking about that. There it is. Isn't that? Then it kept happening over, and I said, nah, thoughts of energy. And they're going out. Remember what was said. Things are made from the things unseen. So if you could just sit back and reflect and and make your dying eye single on a single task, a single purpose, say if it's wealth, you want wealth, you make your eye single to that and fo- laser focus on that, you will achieve that. You will see that. If you see it here in the consciousness of your mind, the wealth and the house and all of the money, or you see the relationship, the love and the happiness, you see all of that, it will manifest itself. But you have to release. You have to release the idea that it will come to you in one specific way. That's where most people fall short, right there. They have the laser focus on the wealth. They have the laser focus on their business. But when the opportunity presents itself in a way outside of this thought that they had and realize that the wealth, you can get the same goal through many doors. What was that scripture? It said, my father has a mansion with many rooms. That's showing you that the opportunities are many. It's many opportunities, many doors to get to that same singular goal. Because where you may have a focus on, have it laid out, it may not be the best way to get you there the quickest. Or you might be slowed down because you have to do this, this, that, and have to get there. See, once you put the idea out, hey, this is what I want, and this, you know, I want my business to be successful, many opportunities are going to rush your way. And sometimes I see people not get what they want because they shoot down maybe the person that's bringing it to them. They don't like. I can tell you right now, most of the best opportunities came from people I didn't care for at first. Yes. Most of the best opportunities came from people that most people say, what, you did this? Yes. So you have to be open-minded. You can't be judged. You can't be judgmental. Or you will be judged. So what is it, 745? All right. Well, so got more people came in. Man, the room filling up. Hey, please, press the like button and subscribe. Uh, Hanif Abdullah in the house. OCO, Bronze, oh, he, 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 he there. Dow G, C. King Bay, Marcus Shelton in the house. All right, uh, 
Oh, somebody got their hand up. I'll get to you after I go over this. Show y'all this 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 testimony. So, a lot of y'all do know who have been following me for a while at IKEMAL dot com. I have the IRS webinar information there, and that's specifically for people who are dealing with challenges with the IRS. Just trying to say you owe some money, you don't agree, and how to properly challenge those letters. Probably, but you have to be consistent. And this particular brother was consistent. They did a lock-in letter. You know, what is a lock-in letter? A lock-in letter is one of those letters. Actually, here it is. I could just share the screen and let, let, let the IRS tell you what it is. It is a lock-in letter. What is the 2802C letter, a.k.a. the locking letter? This letter is a self-correcting letter. (laughs) The goal is to have you as a taxpayer self-correct. The tax withholding estimator located on this site is an effective tool to help you determine your correct withholding amount. You don't need to take any action with the IRS. Simply fill out another W-4 with the correct withholding and give to your employer. What happens if the IRS determines that I do not have adequate withholding? We can tell your employer to withhold federal income tax at an increased rate. They can do that. They can do that. They have the right. They can do that. Why? Because you filled out a W-4 and said, yeah, your employer shall be your uh, withholding agent. And I've showed you all many times that the W-4 form is a completely voluntary form. So if you don't volunteer for that, they can't send this letter to you. We can tell your employer to withhold federal income tax at an increased rate. We do this by issuing a lock-in letter. At that point, your employer must disregard any form W-4 that decreases the amount of your withholding. You'll receive a copy of the lock-in letter, and we'll give you some time before the lock-in rate is effective to submit a new Form W-4. If you write to the IRS, include a statement that explains why you believe you're entitled to a different withholding rate or a number of withholding allowance. Once we issue a lock-in letter, you won't be able to decrease your withholding unless we approve it. So they say once they do it, you're stuck. Now, we all know that that's involuntary servitude. That's exactly what that is. You work for your hard-earned money, and then they can say how much can come out of your your check no matter what you say or do. Now, this brother been pushing and fought for this hard, and he has a locking letter. And um, they sent him a check. Now, the lock-in is still in place, but I told them, if they're sending you this, that means eventually they're going to release that. But the issue is that W-4 form. Y'all have to know your rights regarding that. Need the law on that. I got a video in my uh, YouTube channel here, W-4, the truth about it. Go read it. It tells you that is a purely voluntary 
form to fill out. And I know that the jobs will tell you they can't hire you if you don't fill it out. They try to make you fill out forms. No company can force you to fill out any governmental paperwork by force because that's what they're doing. They're holding your job hostage. Or what is that? What is the other word I want to call? Extortion? Is that the right word, extortion? Let's see. If you extort somebody, they they, they all the practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force or threats. It's extortion. Let me show you. Let me let me just share the screen. Here it is. The practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force or threats. So when they tell you you can't get this job because you have to fill this out, that's extortion. And you should be addressing it as such. You should be. If you don't want to get money taken out of your check, you don't have to have it taken out. You're not required. The Lord says you. I'm not telling you anything that that's not true. The law requires your consent. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Try to get the law for you. So, boy, I am. Um, I don't want to read what the IRS says about withholding certificates. I want to read what the law says. You know, the IRS is going to tell you their story. Um, oh, there it is. I just had it. There you go. Let's share the screen again. I've I've done this. This this never gets up. This never gets up. I uh, mean, I'm gonna show you the proof that the brother got his his, his refund back. Uh, here it is. Here's the law: voluntary withholding agreements. It's an agreement. Employer-employee, employer-employee agreement. An employee and his employer may enter into an agreement under Section 3402P3A to provide for the withholding of income tax upon payments of amounts described in Paragraph B1 of Section 31.3401A-3 made after December 31, 1970. An agreement may be entered into under this section only with respect to amounts which are includable in the gross income of the employee under Section 61 and must be applicable to all such amounts paid by the employer to the employee. The amount to be withheld pursuant to an agreement under Section 3402P3A shall be determined under the rules contained in Section 3402 and the regulations thereunder. Skip down to B, form and duration of employee-employee agreement. 
except as provided in subdivision two of this subparagraph, an employee who desires to enter into an agreement under section 3402P3A shall furnish his employer with form W4. So they're saying the employee furnishes the employer, but the employer come and hand this thing to you with their welcome packet. Welcome to welcome to the slavery form. So you're going to go slave for them, and then they're going to take part of your money and give it to somebody else. Withholding exemption certificate, executed in accordance with the provisions of Section 3402F and the regulations thereunder. The furnishing of such form, W-4, shall constitute a request for it. In the case of an employee who desires to enter an agreement under Section 3402P3A with his employer, if the employee performs services in addition to those to be the subject of agreement, remuneration for which is subject to mandatory income tax withholding by such employer, or if the employee wishes to specify that the agreement terminate on a specific date, the employee shall furnish the employer with a request for withholding, which shall be signed by the employer and shall contain the name, address, and social security number of the employee making the request, the name and address of the employer, a statement that the employee desires withholding of federal income tax. Now, I would ask the employer, where's the statement that I gave you that I wanted y'all to take my money? Because the withholding W-4 form is not the statement. That's just showing with the, the calculation form to say how much is going to be taken out. That's what that's for. That's to support them in documentation that goes with your statement. How come your tax attorneys and all of these guys are not telling y'all this? Why? Because they all support this. They support the system. They're not going to rock the boat. With this information, and if everybody stood up to this nonsense, you can really make a, a change here. But most people are scared, and they won't do anything. But they're afraid of losing their job. They're losing the ability to be a slave for this employer. No, I'm not a slave. Okay, call it what you want. But can you, do you have a choice on when you come and go from work? You have to call them and call out when you're sick. You got to call out to take the days off. You got to write down what days you're going to have permission. As long as someone else don't have it, you can get it, maybe. Sounds like slavery to me. You got to take your break at a certain time. Because if you don't do any of those things according to their rules, you get coached on. They coach you. They warn you. Oh, this is your first one. This is your second occurrence. This is your third occurrence. Or you out of here. We're going to penalize it. We're going to do this. All this. Everything's got threats behind it. So y'all really think slavery stopped? Now it's voluntary slavery. What's it called? Jobs. But see, they programmed you to be a voluntary slave because you went to their system to tell you, yeah, you need this particular education. <laughs> and go for this particular time and get this particular information so that you can take this particular information and go work for someone else. They were teaching you from day one, from kindergarten 
to be a slave. Yes. From day one, you've been programmed voluntary servitude. And you think we really live in a free country? Yeah, we do live in a free country if you take back your power. But so many of us are just giving it away just willingly and thinking that they're doing the right thing. And parents are are actually sacrificing their children to the system under the guise that they're getting an education and they got a degree. I got a PhD. I got a bachelor's. But I'm drowning in thousands of dollars of debt. I got my degree. Look. Taking pictures with it. Graduation day. Got your gown. You got your satarn cap on. Look at me. I made it through. My uh, indoctrination camp. So they went from hundreds of years ago where they just said, you ain't got no choice to give you the illusion of choice and give you little accolades, give you little pieces of paper saying, oh, look, you did something. And while they got their fingers crossed behind their back. Yeah. True freedom is when you can control your time and your money, your currency. That's true freedom. When you decide when you're going to do or not do something. When you're going to get up and not get up. When you decide, I'm going to go on vacation. And while you're on vacation, you're still making money. See, guys like Elon Musk, yeah, they spend hours making their bread. But it was their choice. It's their choice. To do that for their business. See, but people are spending hours on jobs that at the end of the day, if this economy get tight, which is looks like it is getting tight because they don't raise the interest rate, gas is high as it's ever been. Six over six dollars in some places. So that means your food cost is gonna go up, but your salary has not. Y'all just slaves, man. They were just talking about giving, you know, settling off on these student loans, and now they're trying to renege on that. Told y'all to get y'all stuff in. They're trying to renege on y'all. They're giving y'all money over there to Ukraine. Yeah, they, they, they yeah, you know, we, we, we put it out there. We're giving it to them. We're going to make a few people feel good. Now we're going to just slowly dial it back. They don't know no better because they're too busy watching CNN. (laughs) I got a term for that network. CNN and all the other news outlets is watching, talking about Ukraine, talking about they stand for Ukraine and all of that stuff. You see? They're still busy watch, watching these mass shootings. You got y'all distracted. I mean, those are terrible things that's going on. That's why y'all need to strap up and get your... You, South Carolina just made it a, a, a law that you can open carry. Why do y'all think they did that? Maybe the government, they, they expect some, some nonsense to jump off and they want people to be protected. 
See, all your Republican states want you to be armed. And if you skip forward in that video, I just showed you up to the, the, about 50 minutes in, 50 minutes in, he's talking about how the Democratic Party was for, for slavery. See, they come at you under the guise that they're helping you, but they're really hurting you. And they put people in place that look like you to hurt you. Because they know people don't look further than the surface of things. So, y'all want to still be slaves? Y'all go right ahead. I don't. Um, I'm not interested. Brother said, look up. IRS 6473W, it will blow your mind. I'll look it up at another time. Um, I'll do that. I'm not opening up a doc right now. You, 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 you tell me what it says. I'll look it up in my free time. Um, Elise Clemens says, greetings, everyone. All right, so we have somebody on the line here who wants to talk. Got the hand up. Now, if y'all want to talk to me, y'all can get on Blog Talk. The number is scrolling across the screen. It is. Oh, it's not scrolling across the screen. It is. It is. Here it is. Five six three nine 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 three six one five. Five six three nine 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 three six one five. Let me so let me put my headphones on. And get ready to take the call. Hope they don't. All right. Hello. 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 If you can hear me, I can't hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I gotta get rid of this. I gotta get rid of this. I gotta get rid of this. I gotta get I don't know how to get rid of this. Hang on, y'all. I'm trying to figure out the echo. Yeah, it was the same thing that happened. All right. How's that? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, good. All right. All right. I don't know what's going on. I see everything. Let me make sure everybody else can hear you, though. Okay, okay. Let me make sure, because I haven't done this in a while, and I get sometimes I'm confused how to get this thing. Hey, can y'all hear the brother through the the, uh, screen, through the uh, show? Microphone check. I can hear you good. Okay. 
Oh, they said they could hear you. All right. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So, um, so uh, I want to just say this real quick. Um, I called the IRS myself, and um, I, I kept hearing about, um, you know, it's, it's fraud and, and um, you don't have to uh, pay taxes, this, that, and the third. So one day I decided I'm going to call the IRS. I it's waited really about fraud, but, but go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. But it's really not fraud because most people volunteer for it. They just don't disclose everything. Right, exactly. So I waited for about 45 minutes to get like a five-second answer. The question was, is it mandatory to pay taxes? He said, uh-huh. uh, uh, let me get you to my supervisor. So I said, okay, no problem. I waited about an hour, an hour and change for a supervisor. I wanted to hear truth. So I, uh-huh. Again, I asked him the same question. You know, is it mandatory? He said, no, not really. But you do have to pay taxes. <laughs> So I, <laughs> so I asked him, really, but you still have to do it? Okay, that'll be good. Right, yeah, yeah. So I said, is it possible to be dead and alive at the same time? He said, no. No, I, I do get what you're saying, but no, it's not mandatory. So with right. that being said, nah, you know, I made the call myself, and um, I think it was well waited. Um, the time was well waited for. I mean, I, I, it was well worth the, um, the time waiting. And um, I found out for myself. And the next thing, I, my sister is a multimillionaire, right? right? And, um, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, you know, it makes, it makes so much sense. It, you know, for example, people with money or, or, or big degrees and stuff like that, when you talk to them, they're not really listening to anything you have to say because oh. they're, they're, they're caught up in the system. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're so, they're so caught up, they figure that, you know, oh, what you're saying and what he's doing. And I told my sister about you. As a matter of fact, we, right now I'm at work. We right. have our, our own little business. And um, she, uh, she's like, do you, did you do any research on this guy? Who is this guy? So I'm like, you know, he, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, anybody else need to be researched, but they never researched who taught them that nonsense. Right, that part. So right. long story short, I'm like, you know, he, you know, he teaches law, he teaches, uh, you know, a bunch of different things. So like, you better be careful because uh, because tomorrow actually I have a court uh, an arraignment because um my license suspended and I um I got caught I got pulled over and um, they hit me with um what is it called um, resisting without violence. Because I, I told I told the cops, you know, um, I plead the fifth, you know, I'm not going to give him any information. So she's right. like, "Is that the guy you, you listen to?" And I said, "Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get you. As a matter of fact, I listened to some of the old stuff that you had, where it talks about um, you gave some really really good information, man, some really powerful stuff. And um, I actually want to know where you got it from because I want to I want to grab it myself. It well, talks about specifically. So basically, we're talking about how to talk back to the judge in the event that they uh, they don't want to answer your questions. Like if you if you um, object to something and and uh, they don't want to you know uh, sustain or, or um, um, overrule, this is how mm-hmm. you respond to them. 
if they say certain things, you have a, a, re, a rebuttal to what, whatever they, they have to make. So um, I actually was listening to the thing, and I was writing everything down. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use this. You know what I mean? Because I, I put in my motion to be heard. Um, that one where you said uh, um, something about a, a, a exercising of, of your constitutional rights is not um, convert, cannot be converted into a crime. You know, so I, I wrote all of that down. You know, in the event that you right. want to try to, or, yeah, if you if you want to try to tell me that now, you know, uh, what I did was wrong. You know what I mean? So it's my constitutional right. right to say, listen, no, you're not going to do that. You know what I mean? And I'm one of those people that, you know, I, like, dude, if I, if I know this shit works, I'm going to use it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not like a coward <laughs> in court. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I got a big mouth. So, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be telling me this kind of stuff, man, because I'll I, I literally use it. So, anyways, long story short, you know, I had my piece on me, and um, they took that, they, they took my car, all of that, you know, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm planning on actually suing the cop. I'm actually, oh my God. I'm actually well, looking forward to... Uh, I, now, when a lot of people talk about suing, I always tell them, make sure you deal with the first thing first, what you already have, right. and then move forward to the suit, because the lawsuit is a, can be lengthy and it's stressful. So one of the things I always... I never really have to get into it with judges or any lawyers, because my paperwork is written in such a way they really try to keep speaking. They rather do what I have from talking. They don't want to they don't want me talking in gotcha. court. So what they'll do right. the side and we start negotiating right there and I'm going You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a yeah. negotiation. They don't want to deal with a, they they know what you're saying is true. But the problem that a lot right. of people have, they want to go in there and they want to fight. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm looking for a peaceful resolution. So when I talk, like right. the last ticket I got, talked to the DA, she pulled me to the side, listen, I'm going to make this, I'm going to put down that you're, 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 uh, you have mechanical failure. You got a lot of background noise. Mechanical failure, meaning my, my, my okay, pedometer gotcha. wasn't working. So I didn't know what how fast I was going. That's basically what it's saying. Right, and you gotcha. just pay. It don't hurt your insurance. It don't hurt this and that. Just give us a little bit of bread and be on about your business. Now, most of these right. Moors and other people that's on this sovereign citizen movement, we sitting there trying to fight that. Me, I was like, really? Okay. I, it was a small little. I think it was like a hundred something dollars. I said, I give a donation to the cause. Paid that and walked out. I had I took the original charge was. Uh, two counts of a reckless driving because I was speeding over 90 miles per hour, that would have been a gotcha. big effect on me. Right? So I'll take that. You know, that's how I do. I'm, I'm going there to negotiate with you guys. Gotcha. Y'all know y'all. Right. This, this and that. We ain't got to talk about that. All I want to talk about, what you going to do for me? <laughs> and I listened. I when, when she brought me the deal, and that's after I did Motion to dismiss, not the discovery, and all of these things, and set my status correctly. Then she telling me she she had all the paperwork in her hand. I could see it. So you know, hey, Mr. Barber, come took me off to the side. She said all oh, this is going to be. I found it to be reasonable, and I accepted it and moved on. 
Now, if I'd have challenged her, then she would have showed her power against me or tried to get right. me. I ain't interested right. in all of that YouTube cowboy tactics. All I'm interested in is moving on. And if it costs just a little bit of money to shut it down, I'll do it. A lot of people would say, oh, yo, you, you gave into the system. No one get. See, most people who talk like that, they have money issues. They don't have the money to pay it. So that's why they talk. Gotcha. So, you know, you got a lot of stuff on there. I don't know if you're cooking, what you doing back there, but it's it's it's, it's Oh, loud. my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I apologize about that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, when you're going after these things, don't treat these people like they're your enemy. These are people who are working. They believe in what they're doing. They're trying to make a living. They just want to go home. Back right. There. Most of them don't love the job. It's just a means to pay their bill. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I try to get people to realize that, you know, don't don't be trying to like would you I'm trying to um share the screen of this this check this brother got and they keep talking about I need permissions. I ain't need permissions before. They gripping on here. But anyway. All right, brother. That's it. That's all you had. I, I got a question for you. So um, I'm about to start another another business of my own, and um, I was curious to know because I, ha- I, ha- I already have a business, a cleaning business, and um, I want to know once I get all my paperwork in, you know, get my uh, my citizenship um, um, authenticated and everything else, and you know, get get go get all the papers in order, am I able to? take all of that stuff, my businesses, and, and actually put it in private as well. A business can never be private as long as it's doing business with the public. I see. So, so I got to start from scratch. What you have to do is make sure the owner of that business is private. Like Hindsight Radio, gotcha. everybody know I run mm-hmm. it, and but I don't actually own it. At all, my trust does. Right. But if you go look up Hindsight Radio as the Secretary of State, you will not see the owner of the company. You just see someone who represented me to open it up. Yeah, you know, without going into all of the details. So, right, that's right. how you become private. You have a private. Like a, you operate your business through another entity, be it another corporation or another trust, uh, a, a church. That's how you be. You you are the want to be private, but a business itself, if it's doing business and creating contracts out there, it's public. It's it's a public business. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to be. I'm going to let me clear this up. Let me clear this up. Businesses do pay taxes. Okay. That's what taxes really because it's on your capital gain on on profit, right? Gotcha. But if the owner is the but the owner could be tax exempt, like you know, in if he's set up properly, right? You see, so, well, well, once once I get all of this this stuff down and, and set up, I'm going to be giving a call to um, you know, give me some consultation and um, get my Stuff right. Okay. Um, I uh, I I did some consultation already with somebody else, and you know I'm not 
not exactly happy. You know what I mean? I felt Okay, well, well, I've done that before, too. Took consultations with other people, and then I learned where to get the information from. <laughs> and that happens. Right. You know? <laughs> that, that happens. Yeah. That happens. We do that. It's, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. It's just, you just next time you know better. Okay? Yeah. Like, right now, yeah. I, I just added on an extra where I, I am setting up people, businesses, and showing them how to, properly connect the dots between their exempt organizations and their business through uh, various means. So, but... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to um, get this thing going. Man. Like, it's high time, man. Like, seriously, you know. Okay. So, All right. Well, you, you, gmail.com, when you're ready, come come over there and I'll... I'll, I'll yes, sir. All right. Oh, let me I know law. I'm not a lawyer. I teach. I get no, 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 no. Listen, this is a ministry. I'm not. I'm not. I just want to clear that up. <laughs> no, I don't. You straight, though. You straight. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm no, not concerned with all of that. That stuff. Yeah. You know, that's their thing. I don't want to step on their. Yeah. They, they, they credentials. That's what they. That's what they get. You know, they, they, they operate a certain way. What I teach. No lawyer would ever teach you or have you work through that anyway. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, All right, brother. All right. The, the CPN. The CPN. Um, so I, I, I ordered that. I CPNs um, in open. I don't deal with CPNs on, on out here on YouTube. I don't talk about that stuff. So you got to move on from that. Okay. All right. Ooh. All right, brother. All right, boys. All right, Pete. Thank you. All right, if anybody else want to join my conversation, uh, you can, 563-999-3615. I'm trying to get you all the, the photo, and they keep telling my, talking about I need permission and blah, 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 and I don't want to uh, close out my Chrome to show this photo. Let's see. Uh Where is it? All right, let's see. It's here. I'm going to try to... Try to... Um... Let me try it again, y'all. Trying to share so y'all can see the... um. This brother's success, man. They're playing with me with this whole. Let's see, let's open up photos. There it is. Okay. Let's share photos. And. They really testing my patience. Okay, let's see if I can upload it to this thing. Yeah. And show y'all, okay, I might be able to do that. All right, give me a second, and I'll show it. There it is right there. Um. Uh, stop my camera there. There it is. 
That's the uh, check. And it was from tax year 2016. So they had tried to go back some years. So they this is one check they're returning to him, money they took from him. And then he said there's another one coming. And when that comes, I'll show you. I redacted all his personal information. You know, but that's what he's getting back from his fight. And he went through some stuff. He went through dealing with them. Then he had to deal with me because I was hard on him. Uh, but he took it like a champ, and he, he got his win. He got his win. That's a win right there. That's a nice little chunk of change. And that's all from following my IRS webinars. This guy's been around for a long time. He's been following me a long time. Matter of fact, I got to come down to D.C. and do another seminar there. So, there it is. Y'all see the proof. Let me ask y'all a question. Um, let me ask y'all a question. I listen to a lot of YouTube channels, a lot of, a lot of people, especially when it comes to this 1099A stuff. I was listening to the people that are teaching that stuff today. You know, I keep trying to keep up on them, and they're still talking about they haven't been funded yet. They've been doing 45 days, no funds. And the thing that gets me about that type of method is why are you getting people's hopes up and you you haven't proven it for yourself that it works? This IRS method was born out of my issues that I had. That's how it was came about. I had issues. I dealt with them, got the results, and then once I got my results, I shared it with the public. I shared it with you guys. But you got people running around here creating videos about do the 1099, do your conditional acceptance and all of these. Like I'm about to have a meeting with a business, bona fide business owners, people who got some bread, I think next week because they're out of town traveling because they got they part of a group and someone contacted me and want me to talk some sense into these people about this 1099A stuff. So I agreed to talk to them. I said they got 15 minutes. And I told them, I said, you know, sometimes you have to go with your spirit. If you don't feel it's right, you don't do it and just let them go. But I, well, I really care about these folks. And I said like this, Jesus created about a lot of folks, and they still crucified him. Story, right? He, cared, he loved and cared everybody. He tried to do everything for everybody. And they still chanted, impale him. Why? Because the crowd was against him at that time. And you know how people are fickle. They get what they want. I got what I need. I can see now. I can walk now. The demons are gone. My mind is clear. I don't need them now. Y'all can go ahead and do what y'all want. That's pretty much what happened. You see what I'm saying? Somebody said, greetings, Akeem. Please keep us posted on the next seminar day and location. It is of my interest to be around like-minded men and women. Thanks. And Tony, oh, I, I do have the next one. I do have the one. Actually, my wife just sent it to me. The uh, flyer. Let me see if I can 
open it up. It's going to be on a, it's going to be in New York. Um, she even set the price. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with her price. I'm going with it. I, she said it. I got it. It's law now. It's law. Oh, I like this background too. She did a good job here. All right, I'm going to share this with you guys. Try to share this. Um, let's see. I'm going to tell y'all something about the power of women. I noticed this talk and people are trying to talk about women. And Yes, we got some ratchet women out there. Yes, we do. But if you've seen a lot of ratchet women in your in your life, that means you've got a projector and screen that's, that's producing that in your life. So, yes, do some ladies have unrealistic expectations? Yes, they do. But, hey, we got unrealistic expectations, too. We got our own issues, so we need to concentrate on us. But saying this all to say this, man architect, woman makes it come alive, right? Nine months, that child comes out. That woman nurtures that child for nine months, and you have a full, healthy baby come. So very important role that the woman has, and that role is displayed in everything. So I was sitting there thinking about what I was going to charge, um, and she she put the number on there. So I'm going to go with that. I got to go with that. Oh, let's see. If I can pull it up. Let's see. See, they're doing this nonsense again where it's not letting me share stuff and I don't want to close out my screen because then I'll lose my camera feed. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's do this. Let's do it another way. Where is it? Thought I had it open. Okay, it's a PDF. Okay, open with that. Okay, let's see if I can share that. And I've always I've been using this computer. I don't know why it's doing this. This preference is crazy. Let's see something. Let me see if I can. Um, I have another computer. Coming into the studio twice here. I'm gonna show y'all this thing one way or the other. I wonder if it'll let me do like I did before. Oh. All right. Where's this document at? Okay. Let's save it. Alright, here we go. She did an excellent job on this. Um Okay. When 
Okay, <clears throat> it's a PDF, so I'm gonna have to convert it to a JPG. Put my my technical skills to work. There, and then put it there. All right. All right, let's do this. See if it worked this time. There we go. There it is. All right. There's all the information right there. All right. There's all the information right there. It's um, Sunday, July 3rd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're going to be talking about the Nonprofit Unincorporated Association. That's the Religious Nonprofit, Religious Trust, Religious Exemption, Student Loan Debt Elimination. I'm going to be talking about how I got rid of that ninety over $90,000 of student loan. The donation is 350 donation online or at the door. We're probably going to have to change up the colors on the font. We're going to right, – this is just a rough thing right now. Uh, it's going to be at 240-08-135th Avenue, Rosedale, New York, 11422. Go to com events. I haven't put it up there yet, so I will be putting it up there uh, for you guys. So – we're going to be talking about trust. There's going to be some people there that are not really familiar with what I what I talk about, so I'm going to have to put up, create another flyer for, you know, to kind of cater to what they would be interested in. But it's still going to be the same information. It's going to be basically talking about how to protect your business, protect your assets through trust, and also how to get rid of some of these debts, not just student loans, but all the debts. How to challenge that stuff. Um, and, of course, I will be touching on your status, correcting your status. At the last seminar, I actually showed them how to set up their nonprofit without filling out that 501c3 stuff so that they can have a record of everything. So there you have it. That is it, the information, basically. Um. It's 8.33. So that is July 3rd. That's a Sunday. Um, I usually do them on Saturday, but something's going on on that Saturday uh, that, uh, that, you know, we can't do it on a Saturday. Uh, So there it is, right there for you. Somebody said, when from what? IRS trying to take the brother's money. Um, but any, anyway, with that being said, I am out. I'll see y'all next Tuesday, maybe another time during the week. Hopefully, I uh, do have some things to do. So peace, prosperity, and extreme wealth to all.